Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome back to the Weekside Podcast. I'm Jenny Brentis here with Connor Orr. And we can tell the season is getting closer because there has been a lot of news this week. Some of it unfortunate injury news, other news that came as a result of unforced errors, uh, comments that made some waves on Twitter, uh, a lot of trending for both good and bad reasons of different things across the league, Connor. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it feels like a normal NFL like Wednesday. It doesn't feel like the season is starting in a week, but the no. season is starting in a week. You know, it, it really doesn't. I mean, I think this year because of the reduced access of training camps, uh, which affects what's shown on NFL Network and other platforms, uh, because of everything that's going on in our world, this is definitely the least buzz I've ever heard among. A training camp. Um, obviously, the lack of preseason games is another factor. You're not tuning in and catching a series of Daniel Jones or Sam Darnold or the like. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's so weird. I mean, you know, we have exciting new quarterbacks. You have Cam Newton playing. You know, I, I've, I've said this to, I feel like, everybody, but, like, holy shit, Cam Newton's the quarterback of the Patriots. Right. Well, we don't know, know that, but, like, in eight days, we're going to find out, you know, or whatever. It is 12 days when they play. But, like, God, that's so weird. And Bill Belichick is doing Subway commercials, Jenny. It's just, like, I, I just am I'm yearning for the moment when our world feels normal again. And maybe that's Thursday when we uh, watch some football kickoff. I don't know. 
I mean, there's been a lot of things that have happened in 2020 that are unexpected, obviously. And I would add Bill Belichick's Subway commercial to the list. And Mm -hmm. it's not the fact that he did a commercial or, you know, he did his deadpan humor. All of that was very expected. But the fact that it was Subway is stunning to me. Like, (laughs) it's just like, in fear of getting too off course here, um, but like... It's it's one of those things that's probably like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And how many times was Bill Belichick pitched that idea by brands for 25 years, you know? Right. And he was just like, no, this is stupid. I've got stuff to do. And then in the middle of a pandemic, like after after Tom Brady leaves and you figure he's got less time than ever because of his maniacal preparation, somebody from Subway reaches out to Bill Belichick and he's like, yeah, sure, I'll be right over. That's ridiculous. Right. What is his connection to Subway? Like, what was the attraction in there that this was the commercial he wanted to do? It, you know how a lot of times we will get um, uh, literature from public relations firms and they want us to talk to the star of their commercial or the director of their commercial. I could just imagine like being on a zoom call with Bill Belichick about this and you're expecting some, you know, some sort of answer that makes it all kind of click for you. But it's just like, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I've always liked turkey sandwiches and, uh, uh, you know, Subway's got six different kinds of bread. So it's just, uh, you know, it's just uh, something that works for us. So and, that was you know, pretty it, good, like, Connor. <laughs> that was a really good rendition there. I was actually hopeful that you had gotten such marketing materials oh, and were I thus coming to the show with an explanation. Are you kidding me? That would have been, oh, uh, God. I've been, I used to know, uh, so like every year I went to college with someone who uh, does PR or did PR for Subway. And before the draft every year, they would make <laughs> a bust of a player out of sandwiches. So like, <laughs> I'm trying to remember, like Anthony Barr. Like I remember going to Manhattan to ah, interview yes. Anthony Barr, who had a bust of himself created out of like, italian bmts <laughs> like it was so weird um so maybe i'll dig that number up and uh, see if we can get some answers on the bell check thing yeah i'm just so curious because i feel like we've all adjusted our habits during the pandemic and i feel like going to subway to pick a sandwich up is probably really low on my list i mean you can certainly make a sandwich at home if you're going out to get food i would think you would be trying to get something you can't get at home or maybe some more exciting thing but i really need to know more about belichick's connection to subway if i'm risking uh an infectious disease i'm going to like I'm, I'm going to root taqueria. That's, you know, I'm risking life and limb to get some good <laughs> vegan tacos. That's about it. Really yeah. just giving some great pop to our as yet to be launched restaurant, Connor. <laughs> really At least we have branding. a plan. That's right. At least we have a plan. All right. So why don't we dive into the topics and apologies in advance. You have Jenny writing the topics this week, so they do not have the usual cayenne pepper level spice as connor or but we will do our best i will say that connor wrote one of the five and it'll probably become clear which of the five it was but let me start by saying that this is senior writer of sports illustrated jenny Ventus writing topics for the podcast this is like this is like having kurt vonnegut do marketing material for your mid-sized business this is a treat so everyone here better uh, better enjoy this because it's going to be clarity it's going to be the the perfect uh style and writing uh this is this is going to be i think people are going to enjoy this 
Speaking of Kurt, Kirks, etc., we will <laughs> segue right into topic number one. We woke up Wednesday morning to see that Kirk Cousins was trending on Twitter for his response to a question about how seriously he takes the coronavirus. In that response, he said that he has a survival of the fittest approach, adding, if I die, I die. He then also said that he does wear a mask to be respectful to other people. What is the impact of an NFL starting quarterback taking this stance publicly? This is the exact same thing as Drew Brees saying, I respect my black teammates, but I like the military and will stand for the flag. It's the exact same thing, right? You know exactly what you're saying and you know how you're saying it. And you also know that when it comes out on paper, you will be defensed from both sides, right? You're saying you wear a mask. You're saying you do you defend other people, but you're also saying like, you know, I'm not a sissy. And so I don't really care about this. And what a luxury it must be to be unafraid of your own death. You know, like there are so many people out there who do not make thirty five million dollars a year who need to be alive to take care of their families and don't have like, you know, this uh, ability to be like, oh, well, if I die, it's fine. You know, uh, you know, not everybody feels like that. And so I, I thought it was incredibly dumb. And I thought the only thing dumber than the answer was the line of questioning from Kyle Brandt, who um, as we know, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, blamed the media for rooting against the coronavirus. Um, so a solid pop there for an NFL employee. And then no follow-up. He's just like, okay, Kurt, now let's talk about your favorite movies. And like, you know, what the, f- you know, what the yeah. fuck? I'm sorry. Like, you know, he just called every a survival of the fittest approach. Are you serious? Like, I'm sure that's really comforting to anybody who lost a grandparent or, you know, a father or a brother or a sister to this. Oh, Kirk Cousins just said they aren't fit enough. And then no challenge from the interviewer there. Oh, my. It was just like a collection of idiots for a second there. Yeah, I was surprised as well, Connor, that there was no explanation or no further line of questioning. And yes, this was, I should have mentioned the source material. It was on the 10 Questions podcast with Kyle Brandt, and that's where Kirk Cousins made those comments. And, you know, I saw some things on Twitter, people saying, well, this is why people don't speak honestly, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that ignores the fact that he's essentially diminishing the recommendations from the CDC, from the scientists, Um, contradicting himself, saying he wears a mask to be respectful to other people, but yet he believes in the survival of the fittest approach. Um, And underlying his comments is essentially the idea that, like, he thinks he'd be fine, right? And I feel like that lack of empathy is really a huge problem in our country today. You assume you would be fine. First of all, you don't know that. You could have long-term cardiac problems or lung problems, um, in your job, you're expected to perform at a peak level. And so I can't imagine that the teammates would be encouraged by that response. Um, But, you know, broadly, the idea, well, even if you knew that it wouldn't affect you, okay, well, uh, this survival of the fittest approach is is the thing that you believe in so that others who would be greater affected, you know, that's fine. Like you think it's okay for the virus to kind of churn through in that way. Um, and then, you know, maybe his effort to say that he does wear a mask to be respectful to others was an effort to soften his earlier comments, or it just, maybe he just didn't realize that he was kind of contradictory in what he was saying. 
Yeah, I don't know. And when people are saying, well, this is why athletes don't speak honestly about stuff, there are a million times when I will agree with you on that kind of stuff. There are, and, and Jenny, you and I have worked in the New York market before where, you know, you have two tabloids and there are quiet Wednesdays and sometimes big deals get made out of ridiculously small stuff. And that is uh, something that I believe is a weak point in our business. I've always thought that. However, there are times when you shouldn't, you know, I am trying to find the right way to phrase this. If this pandemic happened in 1992, 1993, you'd have Michael Jordan, you'd have Scottie Pippen, you'd have, I don't know who, Dan Marino and Joe Montana and all of these guys on TV saying, wear your masks, stick together, let's get through this because mm-hmm. public health wasn't political. Like, it, and it was something that we could all do together and everyone would get behind it. You know, these things are bad. Racism, uh, tornadoes, uh, pandemics, all of these things we can agree are bad. Let's, you know, do our best to stop them, to mitigate the damage, whatever. Um, but now it's like we can't do that. And there's no uniform push. It's like everybody's got to, you know, well, I read, I saw on YouTube that some of the masks don't work. And so therefore, you know, it's like, just shut up. You're not, you're not being cool. You're not being intellectual. You're not being tough. You're just being an idiot. You know, that's, that's the long and short of it. What you said is going to do so much more damage in the long run than it's going to, than, you trying to brand yourself as some sort of survival of the fittest tough guy. Like what, what contribution are you making to the universe there? Yeah. And it does seem like we're at this point where people are really over the virus right now. People are really itching to go back to their normal lives and are looking around and saying things are fine. So maybe this all was nothing without taking into account the fact that things are fine in a lot of places because of the rules that are in place, because of the steps that have been taken. And I think in the NFL world, you know, I I heard Alan Sills kind of say it as we need to figure out ways to live with the virus because the virus will be around. And I think that's true. And I think that is a good way to look at it. But I also think we can't look at the NFL and say the testing numbers have been low and this approach has been successful and then extrapolate that more widely because there's daily testing, there's all of these protocols in place. The players are largely in a bubble. It's not an actual bubble, but they're essentially going to work, coming home. Kids are just starting to go back to school. Um, A lot of employers are not requiring, you know, employees to come into the office so other people that players might you know interact with in their households uh, is still at a lower level and so it just feels like people are really over it now and I feel like that's a scary message to send and I saw John Harbaugh and his comments said free the Big Ten let's go let's play some football Michigan had zero positive tests in August and I just think we need to be careful extrapolating okay there's been some success by sports leagues who have millions of dollars to pour into rigorous testing regimes Um, that doesn't mean that this threat has been stomped out or that we know how to handle it more broadly in society yeah yeah I don't know. I I just think it's entirely disappointing. But do you agree with me? Like, didn't it seem like, you know, 30 years ago, like we used to be more together on like stuff like, you know, like like if this happened in 19 and and I'm not I'm not saying it's because there's a Democrat or Republican as president. Let's say it happened in 1990 um, or 1994, whatever. Um, 
but like wouldn't it feel like the entire nfl would have recorded a psa being like hey wear a mask like or something like that i don't know am i wrong in thinking that's a good question i'm not sure i don't know the answer to that but i do think it's not unreasonable to expect that that's where we should be right now that that should be the direction um that everyone is in this together and not saying, oh, well, guys are all over the spectrum and my concern level is zero. Um, That is not a helpful message to send when public health officials are telling us we need to continue to stay vigilant. I hope that, you know, like Drew Brees, there are some of Kurt's teammates that sort of, and my dog Ernie clearly agrees with me here. um, I hope there are some of his teammates that kind of, you know, get in his grill a little bit and are like, hey, do you have any idea how this is affecting some of us? Like, you know, some of yeah. our families. Uh, uh, and, you know, not not all of us are the quarterback of the Vikings here. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you should try that again. And I'm sure he will. I'm sure there's going to be uh, a half-assed apology coming out at some point here. Um, but the damage is done. It, I thought Mike yeah. Florio made a good point, right? It's, it's a wink to the people who don't take this seriously, right? Totally. And, and, and that's what it is. So the, the damage is done and whether that yes. was intended or not intended, you know, that's where we are. That's so. where we are. Absolutely. I think that's well said. All right. Topic number two, Connor. Our Tuesday was spiced up by a report from Josina Anderson that the Saints were open to trading Alvin Kamara. Things appear to have settled down since then. The sides seem to be back on track towards finalizing an extension for the electric running back. But what do you make of all the noise, Jenny? This has been a bizarre situation because we know Drew Brees is at the end of his career. We know Kamara's value to that offense. And it just felt like the Saints were kind of floating this to say, hey, you know what, we'll trade you. Like, no big deal to drive the price down. Like, it just seemed like a transparent negotiating tactic. Is there a team that's shittier at negotiating in public than the Saints? Like, do you remember before the draft? Taysom Hill's the next Steve Young. Somebody's definitely going to trade a first-round pick for him. Or (laughs) we're going to put a first-round tender on him unless someone trades for him. And then, like, you know, this hysteria, like, well, who's not going to trade for Taysom Hill? Can you believe it? And then guess how many people traded for Taysom Hill? Zero. And it's like, yeah, we're going to trade. We're going to trade Alvin Kamara. Oh, Leonard Fournette's on the market. You know, we might, like give me a break you're not gonna do it and it's just like it's so crazy that like anybody can see cannot see past these clearly naked attempts at doing this like it was it, I, I just saw that uh, the, yesterday and this isn't to diminish the reporting this is a good job um by Josina yeah, getting this right. um, yeah. um and please don't uh take that as the, as the uh, take it as that way but like you just see it and you're like <laughs> i mean this is so dumb. Do they actually think that, like, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara is going to see this and be like, oh, no, I better get back to camp, you know, which I think he did, though. Uh, I think he is back in camp now while they work on a new deal. But yeah, um, it does seem yeah. that. And there's also reports that he will be fine for missing some team obligations. Um, but yet I did see that he had gotten an epidural for a back injury, which kind of has like slid under the radar a little bit. Like mm-hmm. that to me is something that could be concerning from an injury standpoint um, as well. Um, But they need Kamara. This is supposed to be their like last push potentially for Breeze to win a ring, a second ring. And um, I just think the idea that they would actually move on from Kamara right now is, is 
is kind of absurd. But to your point, not that, that the report was a, a good one and it was a big piece of news and it appears that they were making those calls or exploring those things. But it's hard to imagine that they were doing it for any other reason than to just try to drive the price down. Yeah. Uh, very, uh, <laughs> that, that gets us back to the NFL. Like that was that one of those really things does. that I saw where I was just like, oh yeah, nakedly transparent attempt by the saints to negotiate through the media. Um, mm. now we're back, baby. Um, I'm ready. I mean, I have to say low key Connor, I would not be shocked if things kind of fell apart in new Orleans this year. Mm-hmm. I know that you picked them to win the division and I have too, but in an attempt in, in an incredible attempt to reverse jinx. The <laughs> I just, there's just been a lot that's gone on this off season, right? This latest Kamara development, obviously Drew Brees' comments, um, losing confidence in your leader like that. Um, rarely do these last pushes for a championship work. I mean, obviously it worked with Peyton, but that's not the norm. I don't know. I could just see things taking a turn. Um, I don't think that's the most likely option, but I certainly think there's a a possibility that it could go that way. It did work for Peyton, but rarely does anyone have the uh, shadowy nebulous muscle of the league working behind uh, the scenes to make it happen too. So always important to remember there. The Saints, as we know, clearly are not uh, uh, often the benefactors of of the shadowy movements of the NFL. Right, correct. (laughs) On the other side of that. That is something everyone can agree on. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. (laughs) I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. All right. Uh, topic number three. Uh, there may be no preseason games, but we nonetheless had some unfortunate injury news with Derwin James needing surgery to repair a meniscus tear and being placed on the IR. That is such a bummer. We talked about this on, uh, I think, the Week in Review podcast. He was a dark horse mm-hmm. candidate of mine for comeback player of the year. Um, I, I think he's one of the most electric players in the secondary in all football we had talked about the chargers kind of making that 49ers type movement um with all that talent on paper finally being realized so this just sucks it sucks for football i mean he's just he's one of those underappreciated stars you know i mean yeah like he was so good his first season and it's just unfortunate to see him be sidelined and to not be able to watch that talent blossom He's really the face of that positionless defense in the NFL. Like he's a big star that can really play anywhere, um, and is such a major key. Um, he's just so fun to watch, and I think it's just a big disappointment um, to see him have to go through injuries in back-to-back years. And you know, I saw Anthony Lynn kind of you know playfully jabbed at the media a little bit by saying why would I consider Earl Thomas you tell me all the time how loaded my secondary is and I think this is why coaches get frustrated with all these hyped up projections of oh this team has this stacked secondary best secondary in the league like clearly those are not uh, mantles that coaches care about and Anthony Lynn was kind of annoyed by all of that chatter um, because a situation like this can arise at any point in time um and I do think losing Derwin James is a blow because I think he's such a key to that defense. Yeah, and just makes everything work. We've seen, you know, from the Chiefs to, um, you know, a bunch of these teams, the Bills especially, um, you know, good safety play, especially versatile safety play, mm-hmm. um, can just change the whole um, equation, especially now um, with a, a lot of rookie quarterbacks. You can kind of change the calculus there and force them to make dumb decisions. And if you're as good as Derwin James is, then you can capitalize on those. So, yeah, yeah just, a, just a huge bummer, um, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's not there's nothing else to say there. I think that you know uh, anybody that you ask in the NFL will tell you you know he's he's one of the good ones. And this injury news has just been such a bummer. So it's just a you know one of those crappy things that happens before every season. And you know uh, this is just a bummer. You know, and it and it probably bangs my Chargers pick a little bit too. Which yeah, you know, I, was, I mean, I was it not does. Happy about that. You know? If you're in the AFC West and you're trying to defend the Chiefs' offense, Derwin James like. That's why you have a player like that. So I think that's why 
it adds another level to the disappointment because he's somebody that you need to be able to have a chance at matching up at the with the Chiefs offense. Yeah. Womp womp, Jenny. Womp womp. All right. Well, Next one is another womp womp, so here we go. (laughs) Eagles first-round pick Jalen Rager injured his shoulder in the team's scrimmage over the weekend and is expected to miss the first few weeks of the season. This comes on the heels of former first-round pick Andre Dillard, the left tackle, being lost for the season with the biceps injury. Does this change the landscape of the NFC East? Uh, I think a little bit, um, but... uh I've thought about this and I think that there's a sneaky little parallel to the Odell Beckham uh, rookie year injury Mm -hmm. where, you know, everyone thought that this was going to sort of totally throw the team off and they weren't going to have any weapons. And then Odell Beckham just arrives Mm -hmm. and is, and is fantastic. I think as a shout to our former coworker um, and one time um, fantasy competitor, Zach Berman, um, who covers the Eagles for the athletic. He, um, I was reading a lot of his coverage and, you know, they were using him all over the field. You know, he was that, you know, in the backfield, in the slot, out wide kind of guy. Like they had a lot of special plans for him. So I think that that probably does impact things in a very short term sense, but uh, he seems like the kind of player that once he's back, those packages are already installed and probably ready to go for whenever that happens. And you picked the Eagles to win the division and you stuck with them. So you had your today on the MMQB, Connor Orr picked every game in the NFL for the season and then ended up with the records for the teams. And you stuck with the Eagles being the NFC East winner, even despite the injury news. I did. I like them a little more than the Cowboys and I don't you know and I don't know why. And this is what's the this is the hardest thing about picking all 256 games. I'm actually answering some angry DMs as we're recording this because um, you know, if I'm going to answer them all, I got to get to them at some point. There are quite <laughs> a few. Um, and there were two or three times uh, where over the course of picking these, it's like, you know, you're picking games that are going to happen in November and December that you have no idea what the roster is going to look like. But more than that, you just have a gut feeling on some teams. And, and, I, and I've tried to look at everything. I mean, you look at, um, you know, projections and grades and some of the advanced statistics from last year and, you know, how quarterbacks and teams, coaches tend to perform from year to year and all that stuff. But I just can't get behind the Cowboys and I don't know why, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and there should be no reason on paper for that. Right. I mean, the Cowboys have a better defense. They theoretically have a slightly better quarterback, although I think Carson Wentz is going to have a really good year this year. Um, you know, the Cowboys have a better offensive line, um, all this stuff. But I don't know. I just uh, I think this is going to be a, a year for the Eagles. And apparently so does an older gentleman in a new fantasy league that I've joined in my neighborhood um, uh, who drafted Carson Wentz in the first round of our uh, fantasy football uh, uh, draft. So, you know, maybe he's on to something. Wow, you know? yeah. I mean, I would tend to agree, Connor. I mean, the the Cowboys have been getting a lot of buzz. I don't know that the coaching change fixes everything. Um, I think we still have a lot to see in Mike McCarthy's second act. Well, we haven't really seen anything of his second act yet. And I don't think the injury news changes things that much. You know, they ha- they'll have a plan to address it. Like you said, Rager might not be out for that long. Um, it might not make a huge consequential difference in the course of the season the nfc east is always decided in week 17 it seems anyway so yeah 
and a little bit of uh, breaking NFC East news here that we can just slide in before we go to topic number five, um, which is also an NFC East topic, is that Dwayne Haskins is the week one starter in Washington. So that was a Ron Rivera dropped that little nugget um, as we were recording the podcast. So Okay. Um, okay. Topic number five, Jenny, after getting branded as a no fun old coot, Giants head coach Joe Judge went viral this week with a video showing him getting down and dirty at practice during what appeared to be a ball security drill. The new head coach dove into the mud, eliciting cheers and perhaps somewhat diminished skepticism of his players. What are your thoughts (laughs) of his role in the dirt? My thoughts were that this was the most hyped role in the dirt of all time. (laughs) Right? I mean, the Giants tend to be, you know, like anytime something like this, like that's moderately interesting happens, they do tend to kind of have that that effect where we push it beyond um, what it actually means. But I I think Joe Judge is like sneaky hilarious. Um, Yeah. Like there was the um, he's been rolling with the commentary on his running commentary on his job better than any first-time head coach that I've ever seen before. Um, so a little bit of a Joe Judge timeline. A few weeks ago, um, he was saying that they needed to get Daniel Jones uh, hit a little bit and that they were going to take the red jersey off. And then everybody freaked out. And then he was asked about it on Zoom. And he said, um, yeah, that uh, he had a bunch of players in the um, he had a bunch of players in the facility filling pillowcases full of soap and they were going to beat him after practice which was like hilarious um let me see here uh that was a reference to oh jenny i'm gonna blow it here and uh i'm gonna lose the respect of a lot of our uh is this a movie or tv show it's a movie oh then i will not Um, be able to help sorry i actually kind of tried to laugh along but i didn't really get the joke if i am being 100 percent honest so okay hold on hold okay, on hold okay. on it's well, the character played by um vincent d'onofrio full metal jacket oh my god i can't believe i've seen that movie 50 times um i have seen it zero times <laughs> classic but that's a scene in the movie or classic vietnam um era uh, war movie and yes like in the movie it's not funny like in the movie it's uh, one of the soldiers that everybody picks on and in the middle of the night they fill up they take all their soap from their uh, uh, like army ration things and they put them in uh, uh, pillowcases and they and they're kind of whacking with it I think because it doesn't make a sound or it doesn't leave a bruise or there's there's some theory behind it um, but it hurts. But anyway, I, I thought that was a funny like crack in the moment by Joe Judge. And then he was taping tennis balls to his cornerback's hands. Did you see that? Oh, like, I did see that. Yeah, yeah I just, liked that. It's hilarious. Like this guy is like, like it's almost like he's as interesting as Chip Kelly as a new head coach with like none of the buzz of being like next generation or anything. Right. It's like it's he's all like negative. reverse Chip Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. He's getting criticism, not uh, praise for his methods, but he's still going about them and trying new things out. And yeah, I agree with you, Connor. Like I think he's had a good approach to all of it. He's seems to be, you know, have a good sense of humor about the criticism that's gone his way. He seems to just kind of roll with it. And I like that. I think that's a really good quality for a head coach in New York. I mean, you know, you can debate, okay, well, do we think this tactic works or do we think that tactic works or where are these coming from? And obviously that's generated a lot of conversation, but the 
biggest takeaway from it all might just be that he's kind of rolled with it and been unbothered, um, which you really need to be as a head coach in this league. I love now how Dave Gettleman is coming out because that that is a he is the froggiest feeling person on earth and now that the tide has sort of slightly turned on Judge again he's back out saying he knew this all along <laughs> and that um, him and Scott P told the story about how him and Scott Pioli um, uh, did like a, a scouting trip where when he was at the Giants so Pioli came up to watch how the Giants worked and D- Gettleman went down to New England to watch how the Patriots work and he's like and I saw him down there and I knew right then and it's like okay no you didn't you did not you did not look at the backup special teams coach and think like one day he was going to be the head coach of the Giants but that does not stop you from saying it now that everybody thinks that Joe Judge might actually be working out here I don't know but we we were I I would like to say uncritical of the hire to begin with I think you and I I think yeah this was a pro Joe Judge pod yeah, I think what we discussed earlier was if some of like the outside chatter would kind of infiltrate the team or would infiltrate his his mi- mindset, and it hasn't. It's gone the other way. So I think that was a positive response to the test. Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you. I think uh, I think Joe Judge. Uh, I, I like the role in the dirt. Uh, I think it fires your guys up, and in a way that's like you know. It, you know, you're getting in there with them, you know, thing. I think the symbolism mm-hmm. there is good. I think it all works, you know, so I'm, I'm in good, good, uh, good job by Joe judge. Good job. I think the giants in general, while like no team, I think really fulfilled their, um, promise, uh, not promise, but duty to fans to stream large portions of practice and really be open. I, I have seen a lot of stuff from giants camp. So, um, yeah, and I think good job by them in general, you know? Yeah. And I will say good job by Joe Judge for securing the football when he pounced on it. That would no have doubt. been really embarrassing had it just kind of squirted out. A hundred percent. Yeah. You can't live that down, you know? And uh, the fact that you still went for it, you know, good for you. You know, that's cool. Very cool. All right. Shall we move on to the Oracle? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm doing a non-football Oracle today, um, but I just think uh, it's cool to recognize people in different sports that are uh, maybe don't get some of the mainstream attention that the NFL does. And so I'm going to I'm gonna pronounce your last name wrong, and I'm so sorry, um, but I was following with great interest on Instagram. Uh, Liz Anjos um, attempted uh, to run the Appalachian Trail. So you're basically going from the northernmost port of Georgia to the top of Maine nonstop, uh, 50 days, and you're basically running two marathons a day up mountains for 50 straight days. So total badass um, completion of running the Appalachian Trail by Liz. Um, a lot of really cool, brave people try to uh, break that record every year. So kudos to anybody going for that. That is, uh, that is pretty badass. Awesome. I love that shout out. Good pull from another sport, Connor. Boom. What about the Ventus Consensus? All right. Well, we talked a little bit about Derwin James's loss and that being a blow for the Chargers and perhaps some of their hopes for this year. But I'm still excited about Tyrod Taylor. We've been saying for months now that Tyrod Taylor would be their starter, that they would 
after they drafted Herbert that he would have time to develop. And, you know, I think I like the way Anthony Lynn handled it. He said Tyrod Taylor is our starter until someone steps up and shows they can run this team. That's the way we're going into it. So it's challenging Herbert to continue his development to try to push Taylor. But I think there's a good opportunity for Tyrod. And, um, yeah, I'm you know, I'm excited to see him have the chance to lead this team. I think the outcome will be better than it was with Rivers last season. So, yeah, just looking forward to watching. This is a completely pro Tyrod podcast. Yeah, pro, pro Chargers, pro Tyrod, pro Dimes, pro Judge, and um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it because I think that he's had a bad rap for years, and despite not really doing anything all that wrong, I mean, I think. I pulled the stat for a couple shows ago, but the Football Outsiders quarterback efficiency ratings, his first year in the league, he was like top 10, you know? And then every year after that, there's like this effort to diminish him as the starter of the Bills and to kind of backtrack from that. But this will be an offense that he can run and it's built around him. And I don't know, I'm ready. I'm ready. I think Mm -hmm. this is going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, even though we're a pro Bills podcast, I think there's going to be a lot of saltiness going on in Buffalo when uh, one quarterback starts to play better than the other. So I like it. I like it. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining for another episode of the Weekside Podcast. As always, you can write in to weeksidepod at gmail.com. Maybe we will read your question on a future show. Also, please review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it really helps other people find the show. Um, the MMQB Weekside Podcast is me, Jenny Rentis, and Connor Orr. We are produced by Shelby Royston. SI's executive producer of podcasts is Scott Brody. Ben Eagle is director of editorial projects and product. Mark Maravik is emeritus executive director of the MMQB. Keep up with our entire lineup of podcasts by subscribing to the MMQB NFL Podcasts. It's also available on Spotify, Radio.com, Stitcher, SI.com, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... 
right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.